Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, the New York Shots audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week thus far. We are recording this on a Wednesday evening, as always, um, coming off yet another loss, uh, this time to the Miami Dolphins at home. Um, to attack of Iloa and Co. defeat the New York Jets. Um, the score, 34-13, I believe. I don't actually have it in front of me, but that's what it feels like. Um, it was a rough one, right? I mean, offensively, they just can't get anything going, and that's going on a couple weeks now, right? It's not only the Dolphins game that the Jets are having trouble getting anything together from an offensive standpoint. And, you know, Tim Boyle made his first start as a Jet. Um, you know, what did you expect, right, in terms of what Tim was going to deliver, um, you know, getting QB one reps the week before, um, obviously Zach Wilson benched, um, the third, the third string emergency QB coming into this one with Trevor Simeon as the backup. Um, you know, what did we expect from Tim Boyle heading into this one? Um, not much, honestly, the bare minimum. Uh, I know, you know, people on Twitter, 400 yards, three TDs, you know, the Mike White game versus the Bengals came to mind. Um, but no, right. I mean, realistically, what can you expect from Tim Boyle? Um, a career backup uh, on the team, um, not as a backup, right? As kind of the third guy um, behind Zach Wilson to start the year. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to expect much. And you didn't you didn't retrieve or receive too much, right? You got um, Tim Boyle kind of giving the game that you thought you were going to get from him. He'll give you 13 points or so uh, for this offense, which has been just abysmal over the past couple of weeks. I mean, the bright spots, obviously, Brees Hall, um, who even, he even said, you know, Robert Sala touched on Brees um, trying to create too much of an explosive play here and there. Um, I think Brees has been doing a great job uh, given the circumstance of this offensive line, which has just been battered by injuries. I mean, the Jets this week against the Falcons coming up are expected to get back Mekhi Becton. Wes Schweitzer uh, got activated off IR. Um, Justin Hardy back at practice along with um, Dwayne Brown, who is coming along nicely as well. So hopefully the Jets can get a plethora of offensive linemen back for this one. But, um, you know, another game coming up against the Falcons who actually lead the NFC South. Um, at I think five and six, so it's definitely a weaker division. Um, the Jets coming into this one at four and seven, um, with Aaron Rodgers looming. So today, Wednesday, um, obviously most of you have already heard the news. Rodgers is 21 day practice window opened. Um, after that 21 day practice window expires, it's expired for the year. The Jets cannot activate Aaron Rodgers and he cannot play for the entirety of 2023. Um, so, I mean, the Jets open this 21-day practice window, obviously, with the game against the Commanders in mind on December 24th, Christmas Eve. Um, you know, will Rodgers be ready by then? One. Will the team be in playoff contention? Two. Right? Those are kind of the two contingencies that I know Rodgers touched on on the Pat McAfee show. You know, if the team is mathematically eliminated, is there even a point of really returning? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, putting yourself at further risk for a team that is – four, nine, you know, five and five and eight, it doesn't really feel like it. Right. I mean, winning out, you know, going 10 and seven, obviously is a, uh, is the right path to go if you want a Rogers return in 23. But I mean, if you're, I've gone back and forth on it, right. Because obviously Aaron Rodgers, this entire offseason was based on him and him bringing in his guys, you know, Nathaniel Hackett sticking as the play caller throughout the season. Um, one of the main reasons why is because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, his return is 
looming, right? I mean, it's been over the heads of Jets fans and the Jets organization for a couple weeks now, ever since Rogers kind of announced that he's getting the speed bridge surgery um, and all that came along with it. About a month ago, we were like, okay, I mean, is this guy really going to play in 2023 after tearing your Achilles um, on September 11th? Obviously, um, it wasn't likely, right? And I, I think a lot of people kind of just laughed it off and um, kind of just didn't really think twice about it. Um, but as the months and weeks went on, um, you're kind of like, okay, this is kind of getting real, um, depending on if the Jets can stay afloat. Um, and now we're here, right, where Rodgers' 21-day practice window has been initialized. And he was seen in practice today, right? I posted a bunch of videos and uh, photos on my Instagram uh, kind of revolving around the day, the Aaron Rodgers uh, reveal day of him uh, out in the practice field again since uh, September. Um, and it kind of felt like training camp, right? I mean, it kind of felt like Rogers was out there for the first time, meeting teammates, Mackay Becton giving him big a big hug. Um, it, it was just a good vibe, honestly, just to see him back out there. And even though he's not playing this week or next week or the week after, um, I think teammates just, you know, they kind of just revolve around him. They, they kind of feel the aura, um, the passion of the guy. Him coming back with, you know, within four months of tearing the Achilles is unheard of, to put it, you know, kind of – blunt i mean you know rogers he's turning 40 years old in december right i mean he's not some 24 year old uh third year player who's coming in you know just the third year in the league right i mean he's he's a grizzled vet um 20 years in the league he is not new to this and to kind of just have this motivation to you know work your way back from an achilles tear at age 40 um when how many were i mean how many years do you really have left right and i think that's part of the you know intrinsic motivation um, is him kind of realizing, wow, I don't have that much time left in the league. Maybe, you know, I shouldn't make the most of it and, you know, try to come back as fast as possible. And I think that's kind of his thinking. And, you know, the Jets obviously at this point, four and seven coming off the loss against Miami. Um, you know, where can they go from here? And the Jets against the Falcons is an interesting matchup. Um, I think because on paper, the Falcons defense is pretty good, right? I mean, they've been better this year. They lost Grady Jarrett, their defensive tackle to a season ending injury, sadly. So, um, they're a defense that has improved from years prior. They had a very bad defense last year and the year before, but they have improved, you know, pretty massively um, over the past year or so. And it kind of feels like the Falcons are in a spot where if they win the game, they win the division, right? I mean, they just need to win a few more games here. It kind of feels like to get this division on lock. Um, so, you know, they're, they're playing for something. The Jets, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers in the building now, um, you know, does that up their game? Does that up their competition? Do they feel like they can um, kind of overtake a Falcons team that's been impressing as of late and the Jets' offense has just been sputtering? Who knows? I mean, I feel like it could be um, a good opportunity for the offense to get kind of a kickstart um, after, you know, a couple weeks of mediocrity to put it, to put it nicely. I feel like under, um, under the microscope, the defense has been kind of critiqued more as of late, um, due to the offensive struggles. And I feel like the defense has played, you know, pretty well. Um, even though, you know, they've been tested, uh, week in and week out with these offenses, you know, the dolphins, um, the jets come out of the game against the Raiders. Um, obviously the Raiders don't have the best offense, but I mean, the quarterback situation over there, um, kind of gave way to the defense playing pretty well. Um, Jordan Whitehead had a pick. We reviewed that game a couple weeks ago. Um, and then the Dolphins, obviously, with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, um, and everyone's critiquing that one Sauce Gardner play where he kind of got caught over the top um, with Jaden Waddell kind of running like a streak 
Um, and it was like one play, and Sauce Gardner came up like two yards the rest of the game. So those kind of things, when your offense is that bad and that bottom of the barrel, it could take a toll on the rest of the team. Um, special teams, obviously, um, doing their job. Uh, gave up a kick return touchdown, I think, only once against the Lions. Um, and then other than that, they've been decent. I feel like, um, again, I mean, it's the same thing with the offense really struggling. Is the special teams going to – continue to rise above and kind of help this team or are they going to be um kind of mediocre and you know not winning games for them and that's where we've kind of gotten to right where the other units on the team have to win games for the offense because they've been so bad um scoring 9.5 points a game I think throughout the past five weeks or so is just not good enough and you have to score more than that in this league to win games um on a weekly basis so against the Falcons can they kind of come out firing can they come out Scoring on their opening drive, which they haven't done really at all in the past couple of years under Robert Sala. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously not having the best opening game script. Um, going three and out, you know, a couple times here <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. Um, on their first drive, I believe they have the least amount of points in the first quarter next to the Giants. So um, that has to get squared away and quickly if they want to start winning games. Um, obviously, the fail Mary last week, as people are calling it, is not good. Um you know, going into halftime, 10 to 6 would have been good. Um, it would have definitely looked good um, for the Jets, you know, heading into halftime. Trailing only 10 to 6 against the Miami Dolphins would have definitely been better than, I believe it was the 17 to 6 that they had to go into halftime with. Um, that's rough, right? I mean, giving up a – throwing a Hail Mary, throwing an interception on a Hail Mary is okay, right? I mean, you usually tackle the guy down at like the 20, uh, the 25-yard line. But, you know, giving up a touchdown with all your guys on the field is really demoralizing, and I think that's what caused – the rest of the game to kind of just, uh, you know, swivel out of control for the Jets. And I mean, this week against the Falcons, you have to control your penalties because this team has been pretty, um, you know, tested with their penalties as of late. I feel like the rest have been pretty trigger happy with the Jets. Um, calling a lot of penalties, offense, defense, special teams has to have to be more disciplined. And that falls on mostly coaching, right? I mean, the Jets are in a spot where they can't, you know, get 10 to 12 penalties per game, right? They have to play pretty perfectly over the next few weeks. Um, if they want to beat the Falcons, Texans, Dolphins again, um, you know, coming up down the stretch. So a couple of games at home against the Falcons and Texans coming up. And then um, I believe they played, obviously they played the Dolphins in Miami uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. So we'll see what comes about um, against the Atlanta Falcons this week. But, you know, in terms of previewing it, Tim Boyle getting the start again. Uh, Brees Hall popped up on the injury report today with a hamstring. So hopefully he's all right for this game. Um, looks like a minor tweak, so he should be okay. Um, Garrett Wilson, obviously matching up with AJ Terrell, one of the premier cover corners in the NFL, um, a youngin like sauce Gardner. So it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, match up there with sauce, or I should say Garrett and, uh, AJ Terrell there, who's kind of flown under the radar, uh, AJ Terrell. That is, I feel like he is, uh, elite among the elite corners in the NFL. So should definitely be interesting to watch. Um, you know, how does Tim Poyle kind of, you know, recognize the Falcons defense? Is he able to move the ball at all? Um, it kind of felt like last week they were able to move it a bit, um, but it kind of got down to scoring, obviously, like it does every week, and field goals just aren't going to cut it against the Miami Dolphins, and they didn't score their only touchdown of the game until the last two minutes of the game, so obviously that's not good enough at all um, when you only have six points throughout the first 58 minutes of the game, right? So um, hopefully we can get a few more touchdowns this week and kind of take advantage of the Falcons' defense that has lost a few key players um, this year, so... Um, Desmond Ritter on offense for the Falcons as well. So I'm, I'm not too worried about the Jets defense. I think this is more of a get right game than anything for them because the past two weeks have been pretty tough. And of course it's not their fault, uh, directly, indirectly. Um, they've been battered by the offense and just the 
unwillingness to stay on the field for more than two minutes at a time. So hopefully the Jets can, um, you know, uh, Jets defense can get a break or two on, on defense to uh, kind of give the offense some time to work and uh, score some points as they need to definitely do that this week to have a chance against uh, Atlanta. So with that said, um, that's a recap of the Dolphins game, preview of the Falcons game. A little um, talk about an Aaron Rodgers return. That should come more into light as the Jets weeks go by, um, as these games go by, and as the AFC playoff picture takes shape. Um, will the Jets be in it by December 24th? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, that's not a call for me to make. That is a call for the Jets to make. And if they want to really win it, um, if they want to get after it here, um, that's up to them. So they, they have to kind of uh, take advantage of the opportunity. Uh, you have two winnable games here coming up, I think, in the Falcons and Texans, even though the Texans have looked much better and rookie phenom. C.J. Stroud is uh, taking the league by storm. But, I mean, two winnable games, I think the Jets can do it um, at home. Uh, so hopefully they can take care of business and kind of put themselves in a position at six and seven, where then you're talking about a potential return, right? Then you're talking about a potential playoff push. Um, it'll be a lot more fun, right? I mean, the past week or two um, just haven't been right in terms of uh, winning and, uh, you know, the culture and all things like that. It's been, you know, dirty to say the least. So let, let's get it. Let's get it clean again here and uh, win a game or two to uh, get back into the conversation in the AOC wild card race. So, that's it for me. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and uh, all those socials there um, linked in the bio on uh, the podcast there and on my Instagram as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll see you guys next week for hopefully a victory pod. I say that at the end of every podcast episode, and we haven't gotten one in the past couple weeks, so I won't say it this week. I'll see you guys next week.